Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Terra and Tacos. I am Christy. And I am Michael. And uh, yeah, we are recording today a special episode. Very special. Uh, that we didn't actually get to record during the, I guess, Halloween season mm -hmm. or whatever, because we just got caught up in Suspiria and other stuff. But today we're going to be talking a little bit about Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we watched a Mexican movie, a Mexican horror movie, and we're going to talk about Mexico Barbaro. From uh, 2014. 2014. It's on Netflix. And it's uh, an anthology of eight little stories. And um, Mexico Barbaro is, uh, Barbaro means like barbaric, by the way. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that movie. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about food. Food, yeah. So yeah, this is because we were going to talk about Day of the Dead. And do you want to say it in Spanish? So Dia the, de los Muertos. Yes, for the yeah, people. For the people. Um, I was going to say it, but your pronunciation is better than mine, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also, since you you are steeped in this tradition, yeah, we figured also we would give a nod to tacos that you yeah. are steeped in. Your yeah. family came, yeah. So my family uh, came up to Dallas. They were passing through Dallas to go see my niece in New York. Actually, and her they, awesome fucking and her band, awesome fucking band. Go listen to uh, drama music. Um, and her band is on a North American tour right now, and they had a date in New York, and so some of the the, the Texas cousins um, passed through Dallas to fly out of, of um, DFW to go catch her in New York and they brought me some South Texas tacos from one of my favorite places that you've all heard me talk about a lot called Taco Palenque. Yeah. And Taco Palenque started like when I was a teenager. I was young and it's um, yeah it was just like a little you know drive through restaurant where you go get your tacos and your fajitas and your Mexican Tex-Mex food or whatever and it's really delicious it's super authentic and in the past 25 years Taco Palenque has grown cool and it's now all over South Texas and so this was like they specifically brought this for you yeah they right? brought me these uh, tacos called pirata tacos pirate tacos or tacos pirata whatever and so this this is a, a double double flour tortilla. Oh, nice! With refried beans, but the refried beans is made with they're made with like bacon grease, you know, yeah. pork Fuck yeah, flour, man. you know, and fajitas. So you've got refried beans, beef fajitas, actual fajitas, actual fajitas <laughs> in two corn tortillas topped with cheddar cheese. And I, uh, there's nothing better. I mean, you posted video and it ju it looked in it looked incredible. Yeah, and I had saved you one, but then that was we had, then yeah, we had my, my daughter came over and she How, stole it. Damn you, Isa. <laughs> um that's all, and it is called again, what's the name of the restaurant? The name of the restaurant is Taco Palenque and the the taco that I had was a pirata taco and they also brought me like a pound of fajitas. That's uh, which awesome. was delicious. So if you if you find yourself in South Texas, uh, uh, Austin and south of Austin, awesome. find yourself yep. at Taco Palenque, and it's it's pretty delicious. Everything there is so it's, good. That's awesome. Well, I had uh, tacos last night. Um, last night was election night, mm -hmm. and so my wife and I were like, we need to get away from the TV and eat Mexican food. <laughs> so we went to a place called El Vecino, which is just around here it's like a neighborhood Tex-Mex restaurant and I had their street tacos and they were delicious yeah um, El Vecino so, means the neighbor the neighbor yeah right I'm, lear yeah. I'm learning yeah you're learning and uh, yeah it's really good and it's not um, 
not expensive, and according to my wife, incredible margaritas. Oh, so, okay. Well, at know. some point, you know, we're going to have to make a list on the Facebook page or, or the website of all the places we've had tacos. Yes. Because I've had requests from, from people I will, who are like, please put a list. I will write that down. List of, of tacos. Of, of where we don't get any money from these taco no. places. We don't get a penny. We just love tacos. Yeah. And I'll do um, that. And, and, and we are still going to hit Taco Casa. Oh, though. yeah. We're still going to hit Taco Casa. Um, cool. All right. Uh, so, we're talking about Day of the Dead, I figured we, we're here to educate the people. Yeah, we're here about education. So, I you know grew up in Texas, obviously, so I know a little bit about it, but mainly when I was growing up, it's just you sort of get uh, familiar with the imagery of it and kind of the sort of visual aspects of it. Right. Not being, you know, not having it as part of my sort of familial tradition. Uh, over the last few years, you and John have been kind enough to uh, welcome Aspen and me to be a part of your Day of the Dead celebration. So yeah. I have learned more. But I feel like a lot of people don't may not really know what it's all about. You hear sort of ridiculous things like, it's Mexican Halloween. Nah. It's like, fuck you. That's <laughs> that's offensive, actually. It is offensive, actually. So just for those who don't know, can you <laughs> explain Day of the Day? Like, what is, I mean, at its core, what is the yeah. what is the So the first, thing, the first thing to understand about Day of the Dead is that it is pre-Columbian. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has gotten mixed in with Christian tradition. Because, because that's what because that's, that's what, what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. Because when the you know conquistadores came over to the new world, they took everything that was indigenous and and made it part of you know it's what we did with Christmas. It's yeah. what we did with Easter and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And they did the same thing with Day of the Dead. It's related to Halloween, but it is not like Halloween. It, it's related to Halloween in the sense that. It takes place around the same time of year mm-hmm. because, you know, in, 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 in pagan tradition, the end of fall or harvest time, right, you're about to go into winter and things are about to die. Right. Right. And so you're you're kind of like celebrating that in in North American Halloween tradition. We get dressed up or this is what we were taught in elementary school. Right. You get dressed up and and because you're trying to um, ward off the evil spirits that are going to come and take your harvest. Yes. Or whatever. This is what Treehouse of Horror has taught us. It's very Um, I mean, it's yeah, (laughs) it's basically what it is. Um, And in in, I don't know if because you went to Catholic school. As did my parents. I didn't. But, Uh like, did you get All Saints Day off? Yeah, we did. Yeah, so you would go, you would have Halloween, and then the next day, which is All Saints Day, you would... It's, that's like a religious holiday for right, Catholics. Right, And it's actually it for like Protestants, a lot but. of people, it's actually days of the dead. It's not right. day of the dead because it's a few days. The first day, yeah, you, there's an All Saints Day and then there's day of the dead. And then there's a special day of the dead for children. Um, Which So it's like a three, kind of, three four yeah, day and thing. And in some places it lasts like a whole week. That's you cool. Know? So what So what? What it is, it's, it's actually the opposite of Halloween in that it's not about scary monsters. It's not about evil creatures and to much to con it's contrary to popular belief of a lot of americans uh who don't understand the tradition um it is not uh like i love death right. or like <laughs> like a weird fetishizing of, 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 death, of death or right. anything it is actually a celebration of life is what it is and it it is a way to um 
to welcome back the spirits of your ancestors mm-hmm. on a certain day and to let them know that they can come and celebrate and and uh, and and be together for a day. Uh, so that's why you see in a lot of places you see the altars right. and the altars are not altars of worship. Right. You know, you're not worshiping the dead. The dead. You're honoring the dead. You're um you put up a picture of, of your loved one, and uh, according to pre-Columbian tradition, copal is the, the incense or the resin that you burn because copal has a very strong scent and it attracts the spirits of, of your of your dead ancestors back. You use marigolds or simpasuchi, which is what they're called in Nahuatl, uh, the language of the Aztecs, because they're brightly colored and they're attracted to those colors the, spi- the, the, the spirits, spirits. Yeah. yeah so it's like something that smells strong and something that is brightly colored and candles to to kind of light the way Wait, you're showing cool. them a path and in a lot of regions in Mexico the 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 traditions are are, are different uh, in some regions in Mexico the the, the whole thing it, it surrounds like going to the cemetery and cleaning the gravestones and putting up the flowers and the candles and, and all that kind of stuff and, and having a picnic basically at the at, at a at, cemetery at the, at the cemetery and in other places it is about like getting dressed up and having festivals in the middle of the city and especially after the the I guess the colonization of Mexico mm-hmm. a lot of European traditions were um uh, interwoven with pre-Columbian traditions, and so now it, it has become just like Mexican people. It it is a combination mm-hmm. of pre-Columbian tradition and European uh, Christian tradition. Sure. Yeah, um, a lot of places will perform uh, Don Juan. Oh, really? That's kind of like the official play. Of, That's of, cool. Yeah, um, because it has a, th- a, a yeah. theme of like well, coming it's back. Theater as religious festival is. Right. I mean, that's right. thousands of years old. Yeah, and like it, it's you know, it's it's a it's, and in some places it's a somber. In a very solemn tradition, you know, where I grew up, we didn't have like this. We didn't do the super colorful. And I grew up in, in South Texas. Right. We didn't do the super colorful grave sites or whatever, but we did go to the cemetery and take flowers and clean the gravestones. And then that and, that day was basically a day to just remember right. and honor your. And you still, I mean, you you and John do an altar still every I do, year. I and do. As I do said, an altar you allowed Aspen and I, and it's. Even for me, who, you know, I've said a lot, I don't necessarily believe in anything, but it's always, uh, I don't know, it makes me feel better. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to just, you know, and you have food and and you put food that they would have liked on the altar Mm -hmm. or you put booze. Yeah, or like Aspen, who always, one of her grandmothers... who was an awesome fucking lady, by the way, loved the, you know, the long, skinny cigarettes. Yeah. They're like, I don't know if they're Virginia Slims yeah. or whatever. You so put, she, you put yeah. cigarettes on the altar yeah. by her picture. You put, you know, my father, probably because we were poor and he didn't have more money to buy more expensive bourbon, you know, mm-hmm. or whiskey. Like, he always had a bottle of Old Crow in the house. Nice. So I put Old Crow on the altar for my dad. That's, yeah. Um... You know, my my mom loved sweet stuff, so I'll put candy on the altar for my mom, and and I put a little tin. 
reunion of a uh, fancy feast for Katie. For, that's yeah. I even have a little picture of my cat. Of Katie. course. Uh, and it really is just a way to to remember to remember your ancestors and to 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 just say I'm I'm not afraid of it and I welcome you back. And that that's another thing I want to say. Like there was a point in the 1800s, um, in the 19th century, where there was a, a, a very famous Mexican satirist and cartoonist named Posada, uh, Jose Guadalupe Posada, who was the first person that actually drew like the skull uh, oh, illustrations wow. okay. that you see that are super that popular that... now. Yeah, and what he did, what they used to do was they used to write calaveras. Calaveras. Are means skeleton, mm-hmm. but a calavera is also like a funny poem. Okay, and 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 what you would do is you would like send a calavera to your friend, and the cal- and the calavera would be like a tiny poem talking about how your your still living friend had died. Oh and wow! It was, and it's funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of you know like you pick their weakness or you pick right, and that's they, how they went out. And that's how they went out. <laughs> and it, it's just so it 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 is in many places a way to go. Fuck you, death. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I'm of not you. afraid of you. And this is it's it's the natural part of life. And when we meet, I'm gonna meet you head on. That's uh, you know? that's cool. Is it something that you are introduced to young? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's so much a part of how you grow up that it's not and it's not like a thing where it's like and now we're going to teach you about no you it's know, just it's, part it's, of it's just just the way Christmas comes around the way Easter comes around yeah. Day of the Dead comes, comes around, around and it's like yeah and, and then you find yourself doing this thing every year and then you don't really I became more educated about it when I became an adult because for me it was just a thing, thing that, that you did. did is it in I, I'm always sort of fascinated by this is it connected to is there any connection between it and the church, say, like, in South Texas or in... In South Texas, it is. Okay. In South Texas, it's super connected, and, and some churches even try to kind of, like, downplay the pagan aspect right. of it because, you know, sure. pagan, you're going to go to yeah. hell or whatever. But at its core, it it's an Aztec ritual. Right. It's, it's yeah. It's fine. You and I have talked a lot, and we don't have to go into a whole thing, but it's... Um, there is there is Catholicism, which is a huge monstrous beast. Uh-huh. Uh, but there are even, well, not like Protestantism, the way Protestantism is broken out into like, I don't know, nine million different sects or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like... Mexican Catholicism, uh, Italian Catholicism, like are were back in the day mm-hmm. viewed by um, some of the more other, other Euro- yeah. like especially like Irish Catholics and then some of the other sort of Northern European Catholics as being too pagan. Yeah, um, and a lot of like when the Italians came over on the East Coast. Uh, they were told when the Irish were there to go worship and hold mass in the basement because they were essentially pagans. Right. But a lot of times we do have the weird we sort do. of crossover. It's, it is a weird and I, crossover. And I mean, I've told you, like, my mother and my grandmother, who were my, my grandmothers, neither of my grandmothers are alive anymore, uh, were extremely Catholic and extremely pagan. Yeah. Like, and and it held over to my mother as well, like these yeah. like superstitions that go back. And so sure. I'm always really fascinated by how the church is like, well, shit, we can't stop them from doing this. So, so how do we, how do we, how do we, we incorporate? Yeah, yeah, it's very much that way. Like around Easter time, Palm Sunday, you know, you go. We went to church and and, and mm-hmm. you get the the palm, right? Sure. Well, then what you do with the palm afterwards? I don't know what other people 
people do. But what what we did back home is that you weave the palm into a cross, yeah, and you place it above the threshold of your house to keep out the evil spirits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. This you is, know? you know, my my so my grandmother wore the, you know, the, the necklace that, that warded off the evil eye. Yeah. You know, until the day she died. I have evil eyes above the thresholds yeah, of my home. Yeah. You know, it's, you just do. Anyway, and, you know, there's a particularly new sect of, I guess, I don't know if you'd call it Christianity in Mexico that has, that has become popular in the past few decades called La Santa Muerte. And a lot of people will say, oh, Santa Muerte is part of Day of the Dead. It's not. Okay. It's a totally different thing. But Santa Muerte is also not evil. Right. The way other, like the way people <laughs> right. have like, oh, Mexicans worship death. Nah, man, we don't worship death. We just know that it is a part, part of, of life. life. Right. And so why be scared of it? Right. Why be scared of it? Yeah. It's going to, it's the only thing that's. We have, that we all have in common, it's right? It's the only thing that's for real coming. Yeah. You don't know about anything else. But you know but that's you coming. Know that. You might not know when, but you know it is. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Thank you. And You're this, welcome. Yeah, I feel yeah like if anyone has any questions about it. Yeah. Put it on the Facebook. Put it on the Facebook. Uh, I think that's a, also a really good setup because the movie we watched, um, while being an anthology, eight films with by eight directors, um, fun- a lot of them function as uh, based on or inspired by either Mexican folklore uh-huh. or urban legend yeah. or things like that. Yeah. And so it has, I mean, the, f- the first one is this kind of great crossover of like Aztec, Aztec, right? Yeah. Aztec legend. And then like and the shit that's going and the down shit that's right going now. down in the drug trade, right? And it combines those two things. Right. So I thought it's, this movie does a lot of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The thing also to understand before you watch this movie, and I told you this before we started recording, is you know, little sidetrack, and then we'll get into the story. But like you know, like when Frida Kahlo, when Frida Kahlo was first discovered, they found her, man, they found her <laughs> by American art critics. They immediately, or you, even your European art critics, they immediately labeled her surreal. Mm-hmm. She's a surrealist painter. And her response to that was, I'm not a surrealist. I paint my life. Like this is this, right. This is what I live every day. And so there is a sense in all of these little stories uh, of that. And and uh, I, I it's 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 so rooted in the culture that I think that don't let it turn you off when you watch yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you've said this a lot. You, you're talking about, because uh, we talk about uh, the idea of like what, what is known up here as like magical realism, right? Um, which in drama and literature and film, I mean, it is it is dominated by Mexican writers and artists. Right. And it's, but that's what we call it up here. But it is this idea that, that, uh, you know, ghosts are a part of life. Ma- magic, magic is a part of life. Supernatural is a part of life. There's nothing abnormal about. It. I tried to explain. Someone, one of my kids, one of my students, asked me, like, "Well, why isn't Hamlet considered magic realism?" I was like, "Well, because the ghost showing up is fucking weird. Yeah, uh, everybody's freaked out. Whereas, right. like in Bless Me Ultima or you know <laughs> something written by Lorca or whatever, it's 
it's not no one is shocked yeah in in house of the spirits like the first chapter tells you you know we lived with my grandmother's ghost yeah that's just how it is yes that's just part of it nobody freaks out when you say oh i dreamt grandma last night right you know oh okay (laughs) cool what would she do yeah yeah yeah. is she is she okay and so that's yeah so in in we call it magic realism you say it's like it's just realism it's just realism um yeah so like the first story is called sompantli and uh, it's that is uh, not Spanish. It's Nahuatl, which is the language of the Aztecs. And uh, but a lot of Spanish words and actually American words are also Nahuatl. You Americans just don't, don't know it. it. <laughs> Tomato is Nahuatl. Chocolate is Nahuatl. Uh, peanut, like like you know, it's, it's all those words that have um, Nahuatl roots. And so Bantli literally means skull rack. Which is the best metal band name. I, like, I really want, like, after vagina, spider vagina, and fang boner, I'm going to form skull rack. Yeah, and skull rack. Be... And basically, like, this tiny little short story, t- you know, talks about how in olden times, in Aztec times, warriors... Um, when they felt threatened from outside forces, they they found the need to to make blood sacrifices. Uh-huh. Um, and and what this what this story does is that it kind of like it likens what Aztec warriors did back in the day to what I suppose is the equivalent of Aztec warriors in Mexico right now, although not as noble, but the, the narco yeah. gangs, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and what the narco gangs do to each other, um, when they feel threatened. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a really cool little story. This journalist who's remembering and he, he comes across this, he gets in contact with this guy who's like a, a not part of a narco gang who's going to show him some secrets or whatever yeah. and gets taken to this like place where they're doing this ceremony. And basically the, the big final reveal is this, this narco gang continues the, the, the tradition Aztec of the tradition, Aztecs yeah. of the Sompantli yeah. which is the skull and like we should say like in, in the title <laughs> the title sort of gives you a heads up about how brutal oh, it's aspects brutal. of this movie are going to be like it's, if you say it's barbarous or barbaric or whatever it is it's brutal it is, a, it, it is at times brutally violent and just so you know it, yeah it's brutally violent and it is gory mm-hmm. and so if purposefully you're so. purposefully gory but you know it reminds me of, of when I was little um, we our next door neighbors were from um uh, they were from Mexico and they had they had come or or the 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 mom of our of our next door neighbors she was from Mexico and had married a, a, a man from Texas and they you know lived in Texas and whatever but she was from Mexico so she was still very much um, in all of the Mexican culture I say that because people don't know that it's it's different, it's different South Texas sure. and Me- it's different um, and she used to get this mag- this not magazine a newspaper that I was not allowed to look at a Mexican newspaper called Alerta with an exclamation point which means alert right you know and my mom would every time I would go next door my mom would be like don't look at those Alerta papers and I was like of course of course you're gonna, you know? yeah come and on and the reason is that because <laughs> newspapers from Mexico are not censored. Oh shit! So when there's a crime scene photo, like it's just it's full boom, color. There it is. You know, and wow. there's like someone beheaded in the street. Like there it is. There it is. And it's like, and these newspapers were just lying around. Sure. And so the level of brutality that you're exposed to 
when you live in Mexico is different from the level right. of brutality that you're exposed to. And it doesn't mean that there is more brutality no, there. It no. just means it's not censored in it's the way. It's not censored the way that it's censored Like in here. the news here. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And it, and the, the this film is brutal. And yeah. this first one, the first one pretty much goes there. It's a, Yeah, it sets the tone. Yeah, um, it sets the tone for it. The the second one, this, I, you have to say the title. Yeah, the I'm second sorry. one is called Jaral de Berrios. Yeah, I would have blown that one. <laughs> and what is that? Jaral de Berrios, uh, it, it's, okay, so Jaral de Berrios is an actual place in Guanajuato, and there's a legend that surrounds this place, and it's, it's like a mission or fortification, right? Mm-hmm. And it's an old abandoned fortification okay. in Guanajuato. And there's a particular painting in in this structure um, that's called la la mujer or la niña en el baño, and it's like the ba- the bathing woman. Okay. Um, and there's a legend that that says that if you go to Jaral de Berrios, and and people are known that if like if you take a picture of, of and you know it's the mural that yeah. he sees of the lady, right? Mm-hmm. Um, People have said that they take a picture, they'll take a photo of, of, of the bathing woman, and when the picture comes out, she's actually looking at you. Oh, shit. Or, okay. she's, or she's in a different position, or who knows if it's true. Right. I don't know. But this is the this legend. This is a legend. So uh, this one starts out in the 1800s, right? Yeah. And they. I thought this one, you go from sort of the like lo-fi brutal, brutal urban of the first one into the second one which I actually think is is the most beautifully shot oh my god um, and so beautiful yeah some some really lovely like setups and things um, and visuals and and okay so then they they it go it's it like it takes place during the early part of the 20th century and it's these two bandits these two robbers who yeah. have robbed apparently a bunch of gold Yeah they have bandits. a bunch of gold right yeah. like and, gold bars Right and one of them has been injured and they have to stop at Jaral de Berrios mm-hmm. and one of them says Martin says we got to leave this place it's fucking, yeah, basically this, this, it's fucking haunted yeah, this fucking place is haunted we can't be here and the other one is like I can't remember the the other one's name, but he's like, no, we got to we got to stay. Yeah. It's going to be fine, whatever, whatever. And it's just a place to take cover, but it's not. No, no. And it leads to. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe the craziest, most intense sex scene. I don't know if I've seen ever. I don't think I've ever seen a sex scene like that. Yeah, not in a not in a movie that I'm willing to talk about in right. public, but. Uh, <laughs> She appears. She appears. The the, the bathing woman mm-hmm. appears. Yeah. Um, she is su- she's, super hot. She's very hot. <laughs> and uh, she basically, she, she, I don't want to say she murders or kills the one that's that's injured. I like to think that she releases him. Or yeah, she that's releases, what I. She, she releases that's him. That's how I viewed it She as kisses well. him and releases him. Yeah. But the other one who's alive. Oh, she! Oh man! I mean, they first, you know, he she she enchants him because uh-huh. she's an enchantress. I feel like she didn't need to do much. Though. <laughs> she, didn't, like. she didn't need to do much. She was really good looking, and so he follows her into one of the rooms, and they begin to, you know, get busy, and and it's it's not. I mean, it's you don't see. Should I just say this? Yeah, dude. You don't see labia or anything like that, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's pretty graphic. And, it's, and, and it goes on. And it goes on. But it's nicely shot. Sure. It's beautifully yeah. shot. And it's too... I mean, it's... Yeah. She's it's, beautiful. He's, he's a very he's handsome good looking. man. He's a good-looking yeah. man. It's a beautiful setup. They're in a movie. Yeah. They're in a movie. And uh, so they start getting busy. But then she starts bleeding from her head. She starts, she starts bleeding, bleeding from everywhere. from everywhere. It is... It is... I was... <laughs> Yeah, I was, it, I was watching it. And I was just, it is one of those things. We, it's like, I don't know. Part of me is like, oh, I shouldn't. I don't know. It's like, what am I, yeah, what am I supposed to look at? What like, am I supposed to feel? It's difficult now because we're not supposed to, we're supposedly in this political climate or whatever, yeah. we're, we're not supposed to enjoy these kind of yeah. scenes it, where like, two people are having sex in a movie. It's but super intense. She's. Beautiful. Like said, she's a beautiful, beautiful. That he's actress a is beautiful, guy. and he's a good-looking guy. And then she starts to bleed, and it's like, oh fuck! But then it's like, it's also fucking crazy. Like I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like I mean, honestly, she starts to bleed from, from her head. From yeah. her head. Like when it starts from her head, from you're just her like vagina. Indeed, indeed. From from everywhere. Everywhere. And, he, and he's like tries he, yeah, to get like, out. There's a point where he he picks his head up because uh-huh. it's been somewhere, and he's like there's blood dripping from his mouth, and he looks at her face, and she her face is covered in blood because she or like she's bleeding from her head. Yeah, and he's like oh fuck, yeah. and he tries to get away. No. No. Um, this might be the right time to say, like, this movie is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. <laughs> it's not. I, as a matter of fact, I texted you when I, because I yes. saw it before yeah, you did. Yeah, I appreciate I the heads you, up. And I said, you may want to not watch this with Aspen. And that was the right call. You may want to watch it when she's not around. Yeah, because so there's I, a lot of stuff in this movie that she, <laughs> she would not I, like. I watched it, would, it when she went to bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, so, but it's but that one is really lovely. It's, not, it's one of my two favorites of yeah. the eight. Uh, and the other the, one is the, the yeah, end. The, we'll the, the ending of, of, of that one is sad and weird yeah. and creepy. And yeah, it, and it had it had it, it's. You know, you had a, an interesting take on, I don't know if ghost story would be, it is. Story. I think it's yeah. a ghost story. I think so too. I think it's a ghost story. And, and you know, I was going to say this. It's like I said earlier that one of the things I appreciated about this entire anthology is that it's clearly low budget. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea of these creative constraints, all of these filmmakers who, who clearly had these creative constraints uh-huh. and they made... The, the the most of them. Yeah. They made the best of them. And part one of the one of the best parts of this particular one is kind of like the little dream stuff that yeah. happens or the way they the way time uh passes. Uh huh. Um the way they make time seem like it's passing Passive. really fast. Yeah. It actually and and there was a I think it's in that one. This it, it almost reminded me of what Raimi did early in his career with like the Evil Dead yes. movies like when we then we are the like rushing camera. Right. Um which was like I Again, and I love the Evil Dead movies, um, but like, how do you? What? Do you, okay, we don't really have money, so how can we still do something interesting, dynamic? Right. Get the yeah. I thought I thought they yeah, handled it very well. They had well. some really cool time lapse stuff. Yeah, and it was good acting. I mean, yeah. like it was really I, good. It was like three people. And I thought, yeah, that 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 one definitely stood out to me. Um, and again, the craziest sex scene. The craziest sex scene <laughs> that you're ever going to see. It's true. Um, great. So, number three. Number three is uh, 
called drena, which means drain. Oh God, dude. Um, and this one, then, then, so now after after we've been in like this beautiful kind of like turn of the century ghost story with an incredible sex scene, we we <laughs> jump back to modern times, uh-huh. and we we. Um, I guess you could maybe you could call it a weird vampire weird yeah, vampire yeah that was like my yeah it, so it, it's, it's like it's little like, goth girl walking around smoking cigarettes uh-huh. stumbles upon a dead body yeah right yeah she 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 steals the joint. She steals the J from yeah, a dead body, man. She steals the J from like, a dead body. She's like, do don't steal the J oh, yeah, from the dead on, body. Man. Let the dead body have the joint, man. Right. It's not going to go well. Right. It's not going to go well. So she goes home. She's talking to her sister, whatever. She gets high. She gets high. And in her trip. What appears? What the fuck was that? I dude, I don't what know. What the fuck was that? I, I wrote Puppet Satan, but I don't know if that's what it was. So it's like I'm watching it. I was watching it by myself pretty late and I I just that that thing showed up and I like looked around my house. <laughs> To, to make sure to make it was, sure not, it was not also like in my house um, puppet Satan is a good explanation it's so weird it's so, it's so weird. weird I can't even I yeah, don't know how to explain and, but it that's a testament to how well it was done yeah. because it's like once once your eyes adjust to what you're looking at you're yeah. like it's a puppet but, but the first, first time you see it like, you're like what, what the, the fuck, fuck? And if it if that's not weird enough, if, if the visual weird, yeah. isn't weird enough, Christy, what does Puppet Satan demand of the young woman who stole the joint from the corpse? Puppet Satan says, if you don't drain the blood from your sister's vagina within 24 hours, I'm going to suck the blood out of your head. John and I were like, what? Okay, so can I tell you something? Yes. This is crazy that you just said that. I read a review. I read a review written by... um, either a Mexican or a Mexican-American writer. Right. And then translate. he wrote it in, in uh, Spanish and then translated his article into English and it said that, right? Yeah. That I'll suck the blood from your head, mm-hmm. right? The English subtitle. Yeah. In the, because I watched the English right. subtitle was, I will suck your soul from your anus. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, strange. Yeah. So that was even fucking weirder. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. But but again, the review I read that was originally written in Spanish from, was soul from your anus. Yeah. Oh. Said the same thing you said, blood from your head. Uh-huh. But on the subtitle that I was reading, it went with anus. Oh, strange. Yeah. Oh, see, I was. I guess I wasn't reading the subject. You were probably listening to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. Well, in any case, it's fucking crazy. What goes down <laughs> next? Is nuts because she does it. Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's you know she does, and I I, not, I don't even want to say anymore. I just no, want you. That's it. There the, it is. The, the listening public should go yeah. out. And I'm gonna watch have to this. put like a, this one's really explicit warning. It, yeah, this it's pretty explicit. Uh, but it's you know one of the, and it is scary. Yeah, it, and like, the it's, final it's, image of it is oh just my god, fucking bonkers. It's it is bonkers. Yeah, it's that's a good word for it. It, it is, and and then it cuts. It cuts and then, and then we move on. And then we move on. Um, we move on to the next one called aluxes, and I don't know if aluxes is an actual word. I'll have to look it up. I should have looked it up, but. Aluxes refers to these creatures that live... Oh, no, I did look it up. I'm crazy. Um, 
these like dwarf creatures. Yeah, they're like, kind of like I thought of like weird troll dudes, right? Something that live in the forest. And actually, I do remember that I looked it up because Aluxes is actually related to remember when we were when we did Veronica and we talked about duende. Uh huh. Aluxes and duende are, are related. connected. They're connected, okay. so they're like weird. Trolley leprechaun. Leprechaun is the closest thing that, okay. you, that you come to. So this one I really liked because from Jump, you you know that you're watching like a little homage to 80s slash. Yeah, it is shot. I mean, it, it even has like uh, grainy, grainy film. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's uh, it's it is yeah, straight up homage to that. Yeah, and it's like sexy girl and uh-huh. her boyfriend going out. To you know, going going to the to the country to spend a weekend together, so because she's they're gonna, they're going to lose their virginity. Yeah, I mean together. it's it's classic eighties. It's, it's classic eighties. Yeah. And uh, so they get to these these cabins. And what called, are they called? The cabins are called. Oh, where is it? Um, Cabala, where is it? Oh, wait, wait. It's oh, like wolf head mouth or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like Cabañas Boca de Lobo, <laughs> which means like wolf mouth cabins. And I was like, oh, Mike's <laughs> going to love don't this. Don't go there. That's don't not go a good, to, don't, don't go, go to there. wolf mouth cabins. Come on. And there's even like a crazy caretaker. Yeah. You know? It, 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 it this is one thing that really sort of, I, that jumped out because of this one. Um, the one thing I, I like about this movie, one of the things I like, um, is that they are, and sometimes we'll reference sort of Mexican film history, but also American film history. And so it has this really nice combination. Yeah. And this is like straight up 80s American. Yeah. But with like the, the, the a twist, a Mexican yeah. folk tale or whatever attached right. to it, and it's uh, yeah, you can tell that the filmmakers love horror. Yeah, you you yeah. just know because they use all the tropes. They use all the tropes. I mean, the, the caretaker and they use them correctly. Yeah, the caretaker is hilarious. Is, is the perfect and, like eighties. Yeah weird gardener fucking character. Right. Like, it reminds oh, you kids going to camp or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of, uh, you know, in Friday the 13th, yes. Crazy Ralph. Yeah, which I like, think you're is, all going to die. Yeah, I think that's the reference, that's right? That's who he yeah. is. Yeah, and so they go to this cabin and, hey, leprechauns and and <laughs> a girl losing her virginity. Like, you, you can tell. Now, this one is also, once we get to it, it also gets very... Graphic. Very again, graphic. Yeah. Very. Very, very graphic. graphic. And this is one... It's funny in, in review. I read... It's... A lot of the reviews are only in Spanish. Uh-huh. Uh, so I didn't read those because I'm worthless and can't read Spanish. <laughs> but a lot of them, at least some of the writers would then translate it and right. like, actually translate their article as opposed to like some horrible translation. A lot of them, this was the one, the ending kind of, they were not on board. Yeah, with. this is this is the one for me where I was like, ah, that might have gone a step too yeah, far. Yeah, because it, and we can talk about it sort of at the end because I think we'll get around to how the movie kind of flips it, it yeah. itself on its head. The, the, yeah. There's a there is a graphic. I'm going to say one thing. Leprechaun penis. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. And uh, <laughs> another band name. Another band name. But also like it. And I don't know if you want to say is is this a movie that is hearkening back to something like I Spit on Your Grave? Yeah. Uh, or or those kind of like sexploitation yes. uh, movies. Yeah. From the like the classic seventies sort of like you know, grindhouse. Right. But there were moments at the end where I was like, I get the picture. I get the picture. Yeah. We didn't have to go there. Yeah. 
And it is it is at once graphic and upsetting and ridiculous. Yeah. So I found myself kind of going like kind of laughing without wanting to laugh. Uh-huh. And so I didn't know if we were making fun of it or if if it was just a, a bold ballsy choice. Choice. And that's the que- yeah, that is one of the questions like are 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 we commenting on the things that came before or are we just emulating them and are they things we still need to emulate? Right. And the only thing I can think of is uh, you know and I've never lived in Mexico, so I don't know. But I do. I, I have many friends, and 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 what I do know about life in Mexico is that they don't hide the brutality. Right. They, they, right. They, there's no hiding the brutality of day to day living in Mexico. And, and yeah, and so that is yeah. It's, and so it's, you don't hide it in filmmaking. It, you don't hide it in the art. And this is one thing I. Th- this is that final scene. I, I really did. I think I wrote down. I was like, could you? Could you actually do something like this in an American film? I don't think you could. I don't think you could. Now, in the 60s and 70s, they did it like it was fucking going out of style. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, But you couldn't do it now. I don't think you could either. I don't think you could do it now. And and, and, yeah, I agree. Of all of them, this was the one where I was like, ooh, could we have shortened that ending? Or I don't think I need to see it. See all that. It is, is, uh, let me just say, it is, if, if, if you are, you know, into the hashtag Me Too movement, um, it may not be something that you no. want to watch. No, absolutely. And, uh, and, it, and it might be offensive. Yes, quite and frankly. it is one that, you know, because it's an anthology, you can pick and choose, you know. Right. Um, yeah, like I said, it's it is it's it's not for everyone. Right. Absolutely. And right. yeah, that is the one I was like, ah, fuck, man. I don't right. know, man. I don't know. Um, which one follows that? Adentro, which means inside. Uh, I think, or it's like lo que importa más es lo de adentro, which means what's, what's most it, important is, is what's, what's on in, the inside. Okay. And this is kind of like a little pun or a little take on the title because it's it's basically they're literally talking about what's important, what matters most is what's on the inside. But it's also kind of like don't judge a book by its, it's cover. cover. Yeah. Um, and this follows uh, it follows a, a single mom. Um, with a son and a daughter, and uh-huh. she's a horrible mother. Yes, like and her daughter is is, is, is disabled. Yeah. Her daughter, I, I'm not sure exactly what what the do- but the daughter has braces on the legs and has speech impediments, and uh, they live in a big high rise in in like what would be called a project area <coughs> yeah. in in an right. urban part of Mexico, and she favors the son. Right, clearly because she's mother. a terrible mother. She's a terrible mother. She favors the son, but that's also social commentary sure. in my opinion yeah you and have this girl that actually needs help, help. And, and 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 you're kind of and you're kind of casting her aside and the little girl spends a lot of her time looking out the window where she sees this homeless man mm-hmm. um and she she calls him cucuy and so i have to say that in Spanish, cucuy is the equivalent of saying boogeyman. Yeah, and so, that's like, how we all grow up with uy el cucuy. Okay, you know? cool. and so, that's, yeah, we that's, all know what cucuy means. And that's how they translated the right. the subtitle was yeah, boogeyman. It's boogeyman. Okay, uh, and so she, the little girl is always like cucuy, cucuy. The cucuy's outside. The boogeyman's outside. The mm-hmm. monsters outside. Cucuy is the thing that our moms used to scare us. Sure, and uh, nobody listens to her. And nobody listens to her. And and. Everybody's like, oh, he's just, it's just Marco, the homeless guy. Like, don't be so ugly to him or whatever. But this. She's like, no. No, you guys don't understand. And of course, it turns out 
He's he the, is. He yeah. is the kukui. Right. And so I think also that this one is kind of making a statement. I don't know if you remember um, in the in the late 80s and early 90s, you know, during the whole satanic panic mm-hmm. thing, there were lots of stories, especially here in Texas, about American tourists, American teenage tourists, especially yes. that would go to, go Mexico, to Mexico during spring break mm-hmm. and would get kidnapped and their <laughs> organs me. would get harvested. Yes. Yeah, man, that was huge. Yeah, it was huge. And it was talked about a lot. And, you know, a lot of that stuff is urban legend. Uh-huh. Well, this is what this one is about. This plays on that. Yeah, this yeah. plays on the on the urban legend part of that. And uh, and makes the boogeyman sort of, yeah, twists, yeah, yeah, connects it to that story. Connects it to that story. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. I really, I really liked, I really that liked one. this yeah. one. There are three. Sta- I, I said uh-huh. two. There are three standouts for me. This is the second one. The first is the the one in the church in the old mission. In the old mission. This is the second one I really liked. And yeah. then the final one. Is and this one's one. graphic. Absolutely. It's very it's gory it's, it's as fuck. Gory yeah. as fuck. Yeah. So so get ready. Yeah. Um, but it's good, and and uh, I I like it. And all of this is like s- simple storytelling, mm-hmm. and they're real. The sh- they're short. They're super short. Yeah. Uh, that's um, that one. And then after lo que importa más es lo de adentro, we go to muñecas, which means dolls. Oh yeah yeah which yeah. Which is John's nightmare. Yes, I actually thought I thought of him when I was watching. I was like, oh god, John probably had a hard time. Yeah. And this 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 uh, I'm gonna say this a hundred times. This is sort of plays on this real fucking place that was found. Uh-huh. Do you know about this place? I do. Why don't you talk about uh, it? I don't know what it's called. I it's have like, already forgotten. It's like Isla de Muñecas, which okay. means Island of the Dolls. Island of the Dolls. I... I was watching a fucking documentary about what I thought was something else, uh-huh. and then it's the, it's these was it anthropologists or something yeah. who are you know always like we're gonna find people who don't want to be found and fucking film them right, um, <laughs> and they stumbled upon. It, on this island, this place where there were just... It's in the middle of Mexico. Uh, yes. It, um, city, Mexico City. Oh, it's in the... Okay. Yeah, Mexico City is built on a lake. And so... And so the center of Mexico City is also sinking, but but there's a lot of waterways. And so this is out in the middle of yeah, that. Yeah, out in the middle of that. And they found this area where just, I mean, countless dolls yeah. were hanging from trees. From trees. Mm-hmm. And the image of it is terrifying. It's I horrifying. mean, it's whether you whatever however you feel about dolls, it's fucking horrifying. It's horrifying. Because you start to say like where did they come from? How did they get there? Where are the, you know, like all of those who things. Put them there? Who put them who put them there? Yeah. And so it that's where it sort of starts from. And we right. kind of, at least right. in this. And do you know the story of how they were uh, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, so it was just this this man who lived on this island and and there was like a, a, an urban legend again about a little girl who had drowned in the water and uh, was hunting was haunting him he mm-hmm. lived on this island and this the, the spirit right. of this the this ghost now, of yeah. this little girl was haunting him and so one day you know because things float in the water he found a doll in the water and he thought maybe if I give her a doll that's right she will leave me alone she'll stop haunting she'll me she'll stop haunting me apparently she didn't because every doll that he found floating in the river he put up and it became like this crazy scary you know kind of like found art art piece yeah. or, or weird thing and so now people actually go, go and see to, it yeah. to see it and this one is a take in my opinion tell me if you think I'm wrong 
on uh it's very much a take on kind of like a texas chainsaw yeah oh definitely yeah i mean and, and you you what, have a very leather face type right what i loved about this one is in black and white uh-huh and also there's no dialogue there's no dialogue until the very very, very end, end. Yeah. and so basically it opens on this girl woman who is in a lake or in a marsh and you clearly like you 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 find out that she's trying to escape and she's fighting this very leather face type yeah. guy who manages to bring her back yeah. to his lair mm-hmm. and there's other who he's got other people there yeah and, and we see the doll like all the dolls we see are, all the yeah. dolls and all that <laughs> stuff and the end shot is like tourists uh-huh. these a, a group of female tourists who come to the island with their cameras and then this little old man comes out and he says bienvenidos a la isla de muñecas which is welcome to the island of dolls and he kind of like takes them they disappear into this thicket yeah you know and you know like they're next they're next yeah it, had, it kind of gives you the idea that somehow they become the dolls or something yeah something yeah, um, supernatural but also maybe they don't maybe they just are killed yeah and it was yeah and even the like little old man bringing them in is is reminds me of like how in chainsaw you know they send out the one guy mm-hmm. to sort of lure them in right and then leatherface does what leatherface does but i i so loved that there was no dialogue. Uh, yeah and it was shot really it was well all action. and then it was black and white and yeah i thought this was i thought this was a very it was like a kind of like a really nice little like just short story right it was um, very cool it, it yeah and it felt like i was reading a yeah. short story um the second one, or the the one after that, uh, that's the one, the like revenge story, right? Yeah, Am I right. <laughs> well, I've lost track of where we are. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. Where he digs up the grave. Oh my god! This one is called Siete veces Siete, and it's seven times seven. Yes. And I'm not sure why it's called seven times seven, but. This was like a fucking peyote trip. Oh, man. I've never done peyote. But, but I it, assume. It, I assume yeah. that this is what a peyote trip would be like. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is this one's crazy. It's so cool. You want to talk about it? Mm-hmm. We start kind of like on the plains. I don't know. We're... Uh, it, it, to me, it felt like, I thought it was like at the mouth of a volcano. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the mouth of a volcano. And I, I, you know, volcanoes have a lot of magical significance and importance in, again, pre-Columbian mm-hmm. culture. And so it, it's not weird to me that that's where this ritual yeah, would take so place. W- would you call this like a... I, I don't even know. Like, even if you die, I'm still going to get revenge on oh, you. Yeah. yeah, man. It, it, it's, it's this idea that this, this one dude is... We find out. I guess not really till the end. Yeah, this one is a trip. Yeah, we don't find out till the end that they're brothers. Right. So the movie opens with this dude breaking into a morgue uh-huh. and stealing a body. And you don't know why. You don't know why. And he wraps it up, puts it in the back of his truck, uh-huh. drives up these mountains to the lake that's at the mouth of a volcano oh, right. or whatever. And Which I feel like has a, has a, a proper name, but I yeah, don't remember. Yeah, I don't anyway. know either. 
proceeds to do this ritual to yeah to bring him back, back. to life in one of the grossest scenes oh I've my god my yeah and then and so then you start to think like oh this maybe this is a loved one right that he's bringing back but why is he actually bringing him back he brings him back because it turns out that this guy was his brother uh-huh. who who in some kind of like you get the feeling that they were part of like again like a part of a narco group yeah and it was like some kind of like agreement that went wrong or something. And this, his brother has actually decapitated, killed his wife and son, uh-huh. decapitated them and at some point in history and presented him with the heads of, of his, his wife family. and son. Yeah. And then something happens and the guy dies and and he, and the guy who we have seen stealing the body doing the ritual is going oh no motherfucker yeah. I'm gonna keep bringing you back so I can keep killing, killing you, you again over. and again yeah so yeah. We, we get the feeling that he kills his brother for what he does steals his body brings him, him back, back to life kills, kills him, him again because killing him once is, is not, not enough yeah. is not enough yeah and um I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was great because I didn't see it. No, I didn't nor see, did I. I didn't I see it I coming. Thought, I, 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 thought it, like, I thought it was many things before we got to yeah. what it actually was. A lot of it was just kind of like, what am I watching? Yeah. They're, like the ritual itself. The ritual itself was crazy. And the fact, like the, the one thing that I'm talking about in the ritual that was so gross they actually do it like they're actually doing it I guess I should just say it it's like he chews up some kind of like herb or something and he chews it and chews it and then he drops it into the other guy's mouth, mouth. yeah and that's the thing that makes it's him a, and, oh it's it, it's really interesting to watch the whole yeah, thing yeah and I love the <laughs> I do love the idea of how far one will go for revenge right you know when, I mean and he has been horribly like it's what was done to him was horrific the most horrific thing right his family was killed right and this is like this is where I wrote down this note in in watching this movie um I wrote, in a culture where witchcraft and ghosts and the supernatural is a part of our everyday life the real horror lies in the crazy people and the social ills of a country. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, and you you've said a few times, like you know, your father used to say, "Don't don't be afraid of ghosts. The ghosts aren't the thing to be afraid of. It's people." And you do see several times throughout this. Yeah, the real horror is is, is, people. is people. The real horror is what or are are the the things that people are pushed to do, do. because of. The, the societal ills. ills yeah. And you know? and so you do have sort of the narco culture. And then this, yeah, the, the worst thing that even even bringing him back and killing him over and over again or torturing or whatever is never going to match what, no. what what was done to him. It's you know? never. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's like it's the thing that I was talking about earlier when I was talking about Santa Muerte. The reason that Santa Muerte came about was because people were like, the government has failed us. Catholicism has, has failed yeah. us. Everything has failed us. The only thing that we have to count on is death. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that you can actually pray for is to have a merciful death, right? If right. you live your life right, You'll then Santa Muerte will grant you a merciful, merciful death. beautiful death. If you live your life wrong, she's going to come and get you. That's bold. I like that. And that's th- that's what reminded th- that reminded me of this story the most. Yeah, I you think know? yes. In that's... that, if, if if you're gonna take the 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 
the wrong path or the path of violence, the path of brutality, this is the your, path of like heaping violence upon your own brother. You don't get to have a peaceful death. You don't death. get to have a, a peaceful death. Yeah, that's yeah, that's and, and this one is the way it plays is great. It's yeah, like I mean, like you said, it's like a peyote trip. Yeah. Or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, um, does that bring us to yeah, number the la- eight? The last one. Man, is, we did it. We the last it one is called Dia de los Muertos. I love it. Yes. Yeah. And it the, has and my is, favorite line in the whole anthology. This is why we picked the movie originally right, to right. tie into the Day of the Dead. But right. yeah. This is, one has my favorite line where one of the one of the dancers or whatever. It takes place at a, sh- at a strip, strip joint club. And on the border, you imagine. And they... When they dance, they wear the sort of... They, they they put on the makeup of the... So they're all... They all have makeup like sugar skulls. Yes. Right? All these really beautiful... And so the, so it opens, right? And you you hear the voiceover and then you see her, this older Mexican woman who's a fucking badass. Yeah, that lady and I, is badass. I have to learn her, her... I have to find out who this woman is and just go find her because just her look. Yeah, she's... Just the way she looks. And you're listening to her in the voiceover and basically she starts out with... When I was a little girl, my mother told me that life was a bitch. And so I had to be a bigger bitch or it was going to fuck me over. And she says all this in Spanish. It sounds better in Spanish. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a great setup. And she goes, and now look at me. I'm the biggest bitch there is. Right. And she's, she turns around and she's talking to a bunch of young women who all look like they've been beaten. Yeah. Like they've been um, like assaulted, sexually assaulted, right? Yeah. And the great thing about it is that at the beginning, you think it's her. Right. You think that she's like their their pimp. Right. Or that, and and she says she says things like, "Women who play the victim, I can't stand them." Right. People who 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 who, who walk through life like they're weak. Make me angry. And so you think she's been the one who's inflicting pain. Yeah, and she's the one. She's like, now get ready, bitches. She's like, get ready, bitches, because tonight's the night. It's Dia de los Muertos. Right. And so then it cuts to, and they all start putting on their makeup, and it cuts to all of these young women, and now they've got all their, like, Day of the Dead makeup Mm -hmm. on, and they're dancing, and they look super sexy. And you sort of have had a quick, like, flashback that... Oh, maybe some of this, a lot of this abuse is coming from some of these asshole fucking dudes. Right. And so they're dancing and clearly they're dancing for a group of Americans. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. There, It's all these like American guys. And by Americans, I don't just mean white guys. I mean Americans. So it's like also Mexican guys who are also yeah, American. But we have, we hear English. We hear English. And, and when the, when the young women are kind of like verbally abused, mm-hmm. they're abused in English. In English. Yeah. And they like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it makes you feel terrible. At, at first I was like, like, oh my God, where is this going? Yeah, I was like, I, I can't handle another I one of these. I can't handle another one of these. And then, just, and then in a, in a beautiful turn yeah. of events. So we get like the final dance of the night and it's this beautiful girl who is dressed in like, she's got her day of the dead makeup on, but she's also got kind of like a, a, a Virgin of Guadalupe kind of like beautiful veil on her head. Uh-huh. She comes out and she's very sexy yeah. and she mes like she comes out and all the stupid assholes in the audience are mesmerized. By uh-huh. And then what happens? They fucking tear those dudes apart. They tear them apart. <laughs> yeah. They tear them apart. Yeah. And it's like the best revenge 
you know, yeah. and, and the woman that we saw at the beginning of the of the of the short film is kind of just sitting, sitting back, back and like and enjoying watching all of these young girls that she has that she has trained, trained for this moment for this moment. Yeah. And so you see, like you see that the bruising and the whatever has maybe some of it has come from being abused and assaulted but a lot of it has, has come, come from, from them just kicking fucking ass. ass yeah and it it, ha- it has my favorite line because you hear one of like the the white guys kind of like abusing one of the waitresses or one of the dancers and he's like uh, don't know Abla's English whore and like yeah. he's just being ugly to her and at the very end she grabs him and she looks him in the face and she goes I do speak English pinche way and then she finishes <laughs> yeah. off and this we should point out this is I think important this is actually this one is directed by a woman yeah and it does and you said you think it's obviously purposeful that it's at the end of the film I do because so yeah. many of the other stories do show the brutality. And I mean, victi- let's be honest. Yeah, and victimization of victimization of women yeah. in some in in, in in Latin America. Yeah, and to the point where you said like some of it's a lot to deal with, and this is 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 in some ways like a release at the end of the film that they right. they finally like get to flip it on its head. Right. Um. Yeah, this is also one of my one of my favorites. Was, yeah. was that one? Yeah, and it's really it's 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 short. And like I said, it's, you know, you can tell it's low budget. You mm-hmm. can tell. But there, this one in particular, I think, was well-written. It's very well-written. I agree, well-written. yeah. And it's, and it's well-shot. Well-shot and, and well-acted. And again, it, it's interesting because you've sort of been... I don't know. I mean, I guess you've been is, brutalized. You've been brutalized, and but you've also you've been set up because of the other ones. Uh, it's like, okay, here's another ridiculously attractive young woman. What horrible thing is going to happen to her? Right. Because you've seen some terrible things happen. That doesn't mean like you know in the in the mission one. The, she, oh, she turns she, it yeah, around. Yeah, she turns it around. But but it's sort of you've been prepped. Like, oh fuck, here's right. another asshole dude, and it just gets absolutely flipped. Yeah, which um, is really it's really great, you know. And and so I I told you this little story. I just want to mention it before we run out of time. A long time ago, I was watching this um, the world's funniest videos, right? World's funniest home videos uh-huh. or whatever, and from around the world. And there was a little clip that impressed me, and it was world's funniest home videos from Egypt. All right. Right? And so, or they're, you know, people who are getting punked on video. And so there's a guy, just a guy minding his own business standing on a corner and some other guy comes up to him and says, will you hold this suitcase for me? And the guy goes, sure. And he holds the suitcase and as soon as the other guy lets go of the suitcase, he, he runs away. And so the guy thinks it's a bomb, oh right? God. And the Egyptian audiences thought this was, was fucking hilarious, hilarious, right? Of course, I'm sitting from the comfort of my home in America. Horrified, I'm Horrified, sure. yeah. going like, why are they doing this? And so the reason I mention this is because you, it's very easy to sit in our place of comfort, of relative comfort in this country, and go and judge what is humorous as far as social commentary in another culture. Right. But I don't want it to turn you off to watching this movie. Yeah. Because the the, the brutal reality of day-to-day life in a place like Mexico where so much like narco... That's not all that's happening there right, right now. Sure. Sorry, y'all. There's noise outside. People are doing their lawns. People are Damn doing it. their lawns. Um, 
that's the brutal reality of Lakewood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> These uh, fuckers in there. <laughs> oh man, look, they're ruining our podcast. You're killing me. You're killing me. Um, you should go watch this movie. Yeah, and I, and like we said, it is an anthology. <laughs> this is really wow. Funny. This is really funny. Um, and like, yeah, there is the one that I don't, you know, the end. I don't know. Leprechaun dick. Le- leprechaun dick. Um, but there are some interesting things about it, and also it, it mixes. We didn't necessarily say this at the beginning. It mixes established Mexican directors yes. and new Mexican and directors. And new Mexican directors. Yeah. Here, look, listen to this. <laughs> My God. Really, right now, you have to blow all the leaves away? Um, it's a good thing that we're almost out of time. Anyway, this is uh, Mexico Barbaro. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. There's also a Mexico Barbaro 2. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you guys should go watch it. And um, we're going to cut because this guy's, this, guy, out of this guy's out of control. Blowing so we'll see you next week. Oh, we'll Cindy, I had a tall boy of Coke today. So oh, that yeah, was the first. It, it is a tall boy of Coke. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to go yell at this guy. We're going to go yell at this guy. Hey! Uh, this is so funny. Um, all right. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>